I believe one of the key factors in creating an effective safety program is accountability. But when you have a team who doesn't hold anyone accountable, what do you do? (laughs) Here's the fact. When you have a strong accountability system, everything in the workplace just improves because everybody is always following the best way to do the work, whether it is safe work practices, whether it's being proactive in those safe work practices, their efficiency, their quality, everything improves when you have a strong accountability system. And the best way to get that system is to have a team that holds others accountable to following the policies, the procedures, and the best practices. But when they don't, there is a way that you can use your data to drive accountability, at least in your safety program. And maybe you could start that ball rolling to where it affects the other areas as well. Hey there, safety friends. Welcome to the Safety Geek Podcast. I'm Bryce Sargent, CSP and 20-year safety professional. After spending years training safety leaders across the globe for a large corporation and creating safety programs from the ground up over and over again, I am now sharing my processes and strategies with you. At The Safety Geek, you will learn how to manage an effective safety program that increases your management support and employee engagement, all the while helping you elevate your position and move up in your career. If you're ready to step into the role of a safety influencer and leader, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. All righty. Now back to data-driven accountability. So as a safety leader, you want to be collecting data on just about everything that you do. So a lot of times when we get started in safety, we're just thinking regulations and training and inspections, but everything you do in safety has data that you can be collecting. It could be data on behaviors, on hazards, on compliance, on inspections, on accidents and claims. Everything you do is data. How many people attended your training? How frequently are you training them? Everything ends up being data. And the data can be used to help you identify gaps within your program and to focus your efforts on what will give you the biggest bang for your buck. And that's typically what I teach inside of Safety Management Academy. But that's not what I'm talking about today because there is a way that you can use all of this data to actually drive accountability within your organization. And this is especially needed when you have people in your organization that aren't typically holding people accountable. So let's say that you have an underperforming supervisor. And the way that you would know this is that as you're collecting assessment data, observation data, coaching data, accident um, analysis data, even training data and inspection data, if you were to sort that by area that it was found in and then even sort it further by the supervisor, what you'll see when you do your data and analysis is maybe one supervisor um, is underperforming than the others. So you know you have a problem with one supervisor. So what you can do is take that data and say, okay, here's a supervisor that isn't coaching 
the way that they're supposed to, that isn't holding their people accountable, that maybe isn't making sure that everybody is doing their training on time. And then I'm going to overlay that data with accidents and claims and even grab the data from the quality department or from operations to get their efficiency numbers or from the CFO and get their expenses for that particular area. And when you overlay one over the other, it will clearly show a difference because in my experience, it has always been that if a company or even an area is underperforming in safety, they're also underperforming everywhere else. (laughs) Very rarely do you have that like, oh, they're our best employee or their best department. But when you really drill down into the data, yeah, they might be killing it in their operations numbers, but they're costing you a fortune in expenses. They're getting returns because their quality is so bad and they're having really high accidents or they're having a high turnover rate for their HR department. So typically you can find other areas that they are lacking in as well. And then what I would do if at your monthly um, executive advisory committee, if you do that, if you don't join Safety Management Academy, I'll show you how to do that. Um, or at a manager's meeting, you share all the supervisor's data, right? And you share all of it. And that one underperforming supervisor is going to shine out, right? They're going to be like this spotlight that everyone's going to be like, what's going on with that person? Or maybe those two people. And you can say, well, look, this is where they are. They're not doing the their right things. And you're sharing it with everybody. So just you sharing it with the management team should get them to take some action on that supervisor, especially when you compare it to the bottom line of the organization and how that lack of action by that supervisor is costing them money. Okay. Um, And what I would also do is that when you have an underperforming supervisor, before you throw them under the bus at the manager's meeting, maybe work with them and say, look, I've been running my reports. You're at the bottom of my list for compliance. What can I do to help you? And that way, when your managers ask, instead of, because what'll happen is your managers will see this data and then they'll blame you first, not their supervisor. It always happens. It's weird. They're like, well, you're not teaching them enough. So if you can actually show like, hey, these are the steps I've taken to try to improve this supervisor and he's not improving or she's not improving, then you're putting it in their hands to hold that supervisor accountable. So I would definitely try to take some steps to maybe shadow them, work one-on-one with them, uh, maybe put them through some training before you go throwing them under the bus. But identifying who those underperforming supervisors are, are is key to give you the data to back up your, I guess you could say accusation. <laughs> so. Another thing this data can do is that it could highlight an unsafe employee. So if you have an employee that is just constantly um, getting nicked for like, they're not following the rules, they're not following the rules over and over again, you then have backup for you to then focus on that employee. Because if you just start picking on one employee and going, I'm going to pick this one employee out and put them through extra training. And I'm going to, every time I walk into the room, I'm going to be checking on them and making sure they're doing everything right. You can start getting some retaliation from that employee where they think that you're picking on them, but you're not picking on them. You just know that they're an unsafe employee 
and you want to make sure that they're following the rules. And if you have all this data, that helps back up your case. And what's so great about this is that you can actually measure how well your coaching is with that one employee. So if you catch an employee who is extremely unsafe and you start coaching them and you start documenting what you're doing, you can see how effective your coaching is over time and how well that employee has improved. And then lastly, all this data can show you an overall lack of focus on safety. So let's say that you're running your data and it's just all over the board bad, right? You can show that there is a lack of focus on safety. And then you could show that against the the dollar figures as well. And that's when you know, like, look, we have an overall systemic problem where people are ignoring safety. Um, And this is what it is costing us. So let's just work on one thing at a time and try to improve that. And this is where I love data, because as you are working on one thing at a time through a continuous improvement process, you can show improvements based on that accountability focus, right? So let's say that you said, okay, we want to improve PPE usage and, and the amount of people that are working on their PPE. You can be very specific on what you're improving and you can measure it over time. And the best part about this is that when you are improving safety in one specific area, you can share your results, not just with the management team, but if you share them with the employees. So if there's an overall lack of focus on safety, and then you share with the employees on a regular basis that you're watching PPE um, compliance, right? And you share those results and you share it by department or by supervisor, those employees will start to perform better just because our brains are wired for competition. We always want to try to achieve more and be the winner and be the best and all that good stuff. That's just the way our brains are wired. So when you share these results and you share them in a very specific way that shows it more gamified of one like scores or grades or anything like that, it makes employees try to make sure they're doing it right because they don't want to be the one that is giving their team the bad score, right? Sometimes employees don't want to do more, but they don't want to be the one that is causing their team to lose either. So sharing that with employees can really get one specific area improved. So if you have an overall lack of focus on safety, just pick one area, focus on that, get that working, and then move on to the next area and then the next area. And the whole idea is to use these tactics to try to change the hearts and minds of your management team and your employees. So a lot of times we think like, well, they would just hold them accountable. And going back to a previous episode, a lot of times the management team doesn't understand accountability. They don't understand what you expect out of them. But using these tactics of collecting the data and sharing the data, both with management and employees and breaking it down by supervisor or department area it gets them to kind of make those internal connections that will change their hearts and minds about safety and about holding their people accountable. Because for the management team, they see the gaps, right? They see like their gaps, especially when you overlay the accident with the efficiency or the quality data, it shows to them that they're leaving money on the table. And this is easy money, right? So it's hard for them to go out and get new sales, but if they could tighten up their operations, this is more money to the bottom line. And for the employees, it shows to them that you're being fair. 
that you are trying to improve safety, not to fire them. And that is never my goal when I'm coaching employees is to fire them. So it's always about like, hey, we want you to improve and to do it the right way. And then you using your data can show that you just treat everybody the same. So it ends any of that animosity about like, oh, you're picking on me. No, I'm not. I'm not picking on you. I'm just trying to get you to improve so that way you don't get fired, right? And it helps build employee morale. Like if you have a strong accountability system, employees appreciate it because they know everybody's being treated fairly and they know that um, their good work is going to be recognized. So if you're struggling to get your team to hold people accountable, then I want you to try this out. I want you to try using your data to prove to them that there are gaps and that you've done everything you can to fill these gaps. Now it's time for them to step in and make sure that people are being held accountable and just be very specific. Like you want to make sure everyone's wearing their steel-toed shoes or they're wearing their PPE or that they're inspecting the equipment before they use it. Be very specific in what your data is showing. So that way that manager can go, okay, I just need to make sure everybody inspects the equipment every day and my numbers will improve. So if you can do it that way, it'll really work. So I hope this helps you out. I'm a huge fan of data-driven safety programs. I think that it is the best way to go. Um, if that interests you, then make sure that you hop on over to the safetygeek.com forward slash newsletter, and I will share lots more resources with you moving forward straight to your inbox. Alrighty, my safety friend. Bye for now. You have an amazing day. Hey, if you're just getting started in safety or you've been at this for a while and are hitting a roadblock, then I want to invite you to check out Safety Management Academy. This is my in-depth online course that not only teaches you the processes and strategies of an effective safety management program, but how to entwine management support and employee participation throughout your processes. Are you ready to finally understand exactly what you should be doing and ditch that safety police hat forever? Then you have got to join me and your fellow safety scholars over at Safety Management Academy. Just go to thesafetygeek.com forward slash SMA to learn more and to get started. That's thesafetygeek.com forward slash SMA. And I will see you in our next students only live session. Bye for now.